Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Fable, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. To continue fulfilling my goal, as I discussed last week, I wanted to share another captivating tale about a character that is now very well known. Now, Moana, the protagonist in the same titled Disney movie, was not actually based on a real person. So I have no origin story for her, as we've seen her origin story on the big screen. However, Maui is an actual Polynesian legend, as you may have guessed, and I find him fascinating. Now, it would be impossible for me to read all of his tales to you, but I wanted to share his background with you, as we've heard many of his feats in the catchy song, You're Welcome. But his past was left relatively untouched in the movies. Curiously, I did try to find a written form of the legend as it would have been said traditionally. However, it seems to be more of an oral story that was passed down, since so much of what I can find online are actually essay-based or in the synopsis format. But I didn't want that to stop me. And so I am so pleased to announce my partnership with an amazing author and musician, Ethan Ritchie, who took these essays describing the tales and weaved together Maui's legend in a traditional bedtime story format. I adore his work and will be providing his information in the description should you like to reach out or hear more of his work. And if you know where I can find Maui's stories written in true tale form, please email me at readingwithcarrie at gmail.com. With that said, now let's begin with a brief breathing exercise. In a comfortable sitting position, with eyes open or closed, arms wherever they are comfortable, legs in a relaxed position, take note of your body, the shape that it's in, the weight of each limb resting together. Where are your arms? Is your head resting on a pillow or are you holding it up? Now focus inwardly on your breath, on your natural breathing rhythm. And if it feels like it's going too fast, if you've come to this podcast after a stressful day, gently coax your breathing to slow by breathing in on a slow count of four, in, Hold the breath for just a moment, focusing on the sensation in your chest, and breathe out on a slow count of four. In and out. Listen to your body. Feel the sensations, the touch of each part, the connection of you with the item you are sitting on, a chair, the bed, the carpet. Feel yourself relax. Feel your soft breath moving in a slow, steady rhythm, the natural flow in and out. Don't alter your breath. Just feel how your body naturally goes through the motion. Where do you feel the breath in your body? Can you feel it enter through your nostrils, in your throat, down in your lungs, or your diaphragm? 
Feel the sensations of your breath and don't try to anticipate the next movement. It's all right if your mind wanders. Just gently refocus back to your breathing. Stay in the moment for a few more breaths. Feel your body in your surroundings. Where do your arms rest? What are your fingertips feeling? Where is your tongue settled in your mouth? Go through each part of your body. Now what do you hear? How many sounds can you decipher in the room? Take another deep breath in on a slow count of four. And as you release this breath, feel your relaxed mind slowly come back to this podcast. Don't rush. Sit in this moment a while. Indulge your sensations in the bliss. Let out a peaceful, audible sigh. In. And out. And now, here's the story. Long ago, in a distant time of yore, there lived a goddess named Hina. She took up residence in a lava cave underneath the rainbow falls of the island's windward side. Having birthed four sons, she was only six months pregnant when her fifth was born unexpectedly early. Not wanting to be troubled by her premature newborn, she cut a lock of hair from her topknot and tied it around the child just before casting him into the deep waters of the churning sea. The boy, having been hurled into the midst of ceaseless waters, did not sink, nor did harm befall him. Although his own mother had forsaken him, the ocean would not. The raging waves carried him, and creatures of the sea arose to offer protection. Even in the presence of vicious underwater predators, the child was never in peril. Deep sea jellyfish enwrapped him in seaweed, preserving him. This young hero, named Maui, had won the favor of the god of the sea. Eventually, the currents led him to the beach of his homeland. On her daily visit to the shoreline, Maui's mother discovered the boy, robed in seaweed and covered in sand. She was immediately filled with remorse and welcomed her son back home. As the boy grew older, young Maui showed himself to be quite the prankster. His brothers would invite him on their daily fishing excursions, and due to his poor fishing ability, he never caught a thing. Instead, he would reach into their fishing baskets and steal their catches. Fed up with Maui's lack of skill, the brothers left without him on a fishing trip early the next morning. When Maui awoke, he looked everywhere, wondering where his brothers had gone off to. At the shoreline, he saw tracks in the sand that had been left by a dragged fishing skiff. At this point, Maui realized what had happened, so he sat down, hanging his head in sadness. He had to get his brothers back for what they had done. So he devised a plan. Upon returning that evening, the boys sailed into shore with nothing to speak of for their efforts. Their nets were completely empty. Maui saw this as an opportunity to get them back. He approached them, laughing at their lack of success, and then proposed a new plan. In the morning, take me with you, he said. 
I know of a fishing spot with more fish than you've ever seen. The brothers looked at one another with hesitancy, eventually coming to an agreement. Early the next morning, they set out on a quest for fish. The morning fog was dense, and the fishing conditions were poor. Having only caught one shark, the brothers were now furious with Maui for his false promises. That's when the boy revealed his secret. From his leather satchel, he removed a large fishing hook made of bone. Unbeknownst to them, this was a magical hook, crafted from the jawbone of Maui's grandmother, Muriranga Wenua. The brothers stared in awe as he attached the magical hook to an impressive wooden line and cast it into the water. After several hours of waiting, the brothers' initial astonishment had worn off, and they were doubtful that Maui would catch anything. But suddenly, there was a colossal tug from the depths below. The surface of the water, which had been as still as glass, was now restless, rising and falling in tumultuous tremors. The sky became filled with dark gray clouds and unleashed a torrential downpour. Amidst all the chaos, Maui continued to grip his line with great fervor as sweat dripped from his clenched fists. His brothers watched, frantically trying to keep the small fishing boat afloat. For two days, Maui fought the beast, placing tremendous pressure upon the line. At this point, it felt as though his strength was dwindling, and he looked to his brothers for aid, saying, If you paddle forward, we might be able to create enough force to pull the monster up. The brothers submitted to Maui's commands and paddled as hard and as quickly as their strength would allow. As they did this, the creature began to rise from below the surface. It was a massive beast, surrounding the group from all angles until its identity became abundantly clear. This was no beast. Maui had pulled up the ocean floor itself. The line had now snapped and the land ceased to rise. Mountains, cliffs, and valleys were now exposed. And thus, Polynesia was formed. Over the next decade, Maui further developed into a helper of mankind. He continuously served the inhabitants of Earth through extraordinary feats. In those days, the sky had fallen, and the division between the land and the heavens was now non-existent. Some areas were so afflicted by clouds that the sun had ceased to shine for months. Humanity was forced to live life on their hands and knees. Having observed their struggle, Maui empathized with them and devised a plan. Raising the sky would not be easy, and it would certainly require exquisite levels of strength. Determined to improve the people's lives, Maui sought out someone who could aid him in his mission. His first choice was his father, Akalana. He agreed, and together the two braced themselves against the ground, using their legs to push against the clouds. With one strong thrust, the clouds were forced above the tree line. But this was not yet high enough. Maui and his father pushed yet again, hoisting the clouds to the height of the mountains and cliffs. And with one third and final push, the two thrusted the clouds to where they now sit, high above in the heavens. Together they had prevented the sky from crushing humanity. Because of their effort, all of the animals, plants, and trees can now grow as tall as they please. To this day, the clouds do not return for fear that Maui will return to eradicate them once and for all. After Maui proceeded to save humanity several more times, he settled down. As he neared the end of his life, he sought a means to immortality, but was denied his wish. Though he has moved on from our world, the demigod's contributions have not been forgotten, and his legend will live on for ages to come. 
Since this is unlike most stories I share, instead of finding a moral to focus on, I wanted to share with you a Polynesian quote that is very powerful in my opinion and harkens back to Moana a little bit. No matter how far you go in life, never forget where you came from. You can't change who you are. We may be planted in different places, but we all come from the same root under the same tree. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story.